Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello and welcome to the African American Studies channel, the New Books Network. I'm your host, James Stansel, and today we have the author of Through Darkness to Light, Photographs Along the Underground Railroad. This is a photographic essay by Janine Mickna-Bales, and the book is published by Princeton Architectural Press. I really had a great conversation with Janine, and she really explained her motivation for working on this book. And the power of photography is, is really important to the types of things that she does, and I think it will be to you. I mean, this is a great book, and it really exposes you to the Underground Railroad, and it gives you the feel that you're there. So um, definitely enjoyed this interview, and hopefully you'll check out the book. So here we go. Hello and welcome to the African American Studies channel of the New Books Network. I'm your host, James Stansel, and I have the great pleasure today of having with me the author of Through Darkness to Light, Photographs Along the Underground Railroad. And this book is published by Princeton Architectural Press, and the author is Janine McNabales. She is a photographer, a Dallas-based photographer, another Texan like me. A Dallas-based <laughs> photographer who um, put this book together with photos of the Underground Railroad. And as soon as I saw it, Janine, I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I wanted to have you on the show. So welcome to the New Books Network, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. And so, again, the book is Through Darkness to Light, Photographs Along the Underground Railroad. So, Janine, before we get started, maybe talking about uh, these outstanding pictures and this great research that you did to put this book together, Let's talk a little bit about you and your background. Can you share with the audience maybe some things about you that, that you would like to share and what motivated you to put this collection together? I think that has a lot to do with where I grew up. Uh, I grew up in Indiana in the Midwest. Ah, okay. And then part of our curriculum in school, and I believe as early as grade school, mm-hmm. was on the Underground Railroad. And so I remember just being completely captivated by the fact that people would be considered fugitives just because they ran away from a situation and then having to go through that process uh, to get to freedom mm-hmm. and all the details of it, it just, it kind of captured my imagination at such a young age. Wow. Um, I know when I did end up going to the Levi Coffin House, which is one of a, the main national sites that's been recognized that is located in Indiana, mm-hmm. um, I was very, it was weird. I, I imagine I had been there before, so I'm guessing that we probably went on a field trip oh, okay. there when I was younger. Um, so I always had been interested in art all of my life. Mm-hmm. Um I really didn't go get interested into in in yeah, I'm having trouble speaking today. That's okay. I really didn't get interested in photography until after college. Okay. Um my major was in advertising oh. and then um I wanted to do creative advertising and mm-hmm. so in order to do that you have to have a portfolio. Ah. 
So I ended up going to an advertising school, actually two of them, one in Atlanta and one in Miami. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Miami is when I got exposed to photography. And I kind of should, I guess I should have figured out that I was more interested in the photography (laughs) (laughs) and the advertising at the time, but hindsight is marvelous. So, um, but I think of that advertising background informs my photography Mm -hmm. that much more because you're, I'm drawn to concepts and developing them fully Mm -hmm. and explaining them and getting them out to people. So I'm very comfortable about talking about my work in front of people and hopefully explaining it clearly. And, um, yeah, and then also the visual aspect of it as well because, you know, when I was taking those photography courses and advertising, um, I was having to hire photographers and give them kind of an idea of what I was looking for oh. in a picture and discuss how to produce it. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of know the technicalities of photography in order mm-hmm. to have those conversations. So eventually you just cut out the middle woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, essentially. um, Yeah, so I basically, you know, like I said, I use that whole idea of, you know, conceptualizing and coming up with ideas. And and, but I always felt like in advertising, there was something lacking because, Mm. you know, you're trying to sell a product. And I just felt like there was something more that I wanted to do Uh. and have. I don't know. I guess so. Now I kind of describe myself as an artist activist mm-hmm. using the medium of photography. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's a, a great field to be in, and the world of advertising's lost is is our gain, Janine. So, <laughs> absolutely, that's that's how I look at it. Wow. So that's that's great, and and uh, an artistic activist or an artist activist. I I, I love that, and. Um, so thank you for sharing about, you know, your your background and how you kind of went from the world of advertising into, you know, more fully into photography and, you know, growing up in Indiana and the Underground Railroad, um, you know, um, areas there and, and how it impacted you as a, as, as a young person. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the process that you went through in, um, you know, this in developing this pro, pro, book project and, you know, how long did it take and, you know, what steps did you take? You know, where did you go and the things that you you did? Because I think that's really important for people who are younger, who may be interested in becoming professional photographers like yourself or or making, um, you know, a, a book for so photography like this. I mean, it's really good for them to know. So please, can you share? Yes, definitely. And um, I guess kind of part of my process as an artist is to write, um, and I say try because I don't necessarily get to it every day because life takes over sometimes, sure. but try to write three pages longhand a day. Wow, okay. Um, oftentimes, I'm fleshing out an artist statement, um, trying to figure out why I'm so drawn to a subject mm-hmm. and what are the ramifications behind that subject, What uh, if it's a subject from history and what that history entails, mm-hmm. why things happening, how does it translate in today's times, and what are the effects that we have today. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's a current project, um, then I'm trying to figure out, you know, how people are processing and dealing with it today as well. So, right. um, 
So those three pages, uh, sometimes as I'm working on them, I'll just start thinking esoterically and coming up with ideas. Um, I do like to make lists of just words, and I think that comes from my conceptualizing background right. advertising. Um, and so, for instance, um, when that Underground Railroad idea kind of, I like to think of it as it showed up on the pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, okay, so what would that look like? And uh. so I, that's how I kind of came to the idea of having, I guess, a first-person viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like if you approached it just from one station master's viewpoint, Mm -hmm. you were getting the whole story and understanding that this freedom seeker was risking everything and going through this process. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like um, only from their viewpoint would you be able to understand all of these different groups of people coming together to help expedite this freedom for this person? Oh, right, right. Wow, yeah. Well, it definitely worked. I mean, I really enjoyed, you know, looking at the pictures and, you know, and and I did. I really got to feel that I was kind of going through that process. It wasn't the most pleasant feeling, (laughs) but it wasn't for for them either. Great. Yeah. That's um, what I was trying to do. And I I know that there's just absolutely no way that any of us in this time period can put ourselves in their shoes. Um, But I just wanted to give people a visual sense of what somebody may have gone through in order to, uh, you know, escape slavery. And so um, it did take me Goodness, and um, I want to say I started researching the project in 2002, mm-hmm. and by the time I had everything wrapped up and finished, it was 2016. Wow. Uh, granted, I wasn't working on it day in and day sure, out. Sure. Um, you know, I would work at my day job, you know, to pay the bills, and then I would start to try to research, and um a lot of the research started prior to the uh, Freedom Center in Cincinnati being established, mm-hmm. prior to Congress's act, to, you know, the Freedom Trail initiative to start to have, you know, individuals and states research specific mm-hmm. locations. Uh, so there, like I mentioned, the Levi Coffin House earlier, that's sure. a nationally recognized site. So I could find locations that were that large But to try to figure out the route from there was very difficult. Um, I can imagine. I did read a ton of slave narratives, uh, history books by different authors, um, dissertations, theses. I went to historical societies, uh, libraries. And all of these different locations to try to find information. And I think that the biggest breakthrough I had was in either 2008 or 2009. Mm-hmm. I had gone home to visit my family in Indiana. And my mom and stepdad still live there. And uh, my stepfather suggested that we go to the Indiana Historical Society because they have a research library there. Okay. And um, so I was in there kind of just going through the computer, looking up different books and information on the Underground Railroad. And um, 
as they were pulling, you know, it's a reference library, so they have orig- like the original, you know, oh, Wilbur right. Steve book that they could pull for me to look through. Um, so they uh, brought out this manila folder that was a clipping file oh. that labeled with the Underground Railroad. And apparently there had been a, I guess, a volunteer librarian there who had a fascination with the Underground Railroad. So anytime she saw anything in the library, whether it was, whether it was a newspaper from the time period or a current newspaper mm-hmm. or a magazine article or anything, she would Xerox off it. I should say photocopy, not Xerox. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Yeah. She would copy that off and then um, make handwritten notes on it and slip it into this folder. Um, So when they brought that out, I was, you know, kind of found a lot of information that Uh I needed and felt like I could find that next step to start to photograph images because now I could find locations. However, I do have to say that a lot of it, um, obviously, there was no Underground Railroad in the South. Mm-hmm. There's actually a quote in the book that talks about the the Southern route being the foot and walker line because they, the freedom seekers themselves were, recre- were creating the railroad by mm-hmm. just moving and going from plantation to plantation or whatever they were doing to move further north. Right. Um, you know, there were there wasn't necessarily just moving up north to freedom. Sometimes you went, uh, you know, if you were in Texas, you would have gone west into the Spanish territories to go to freedom there. Right. Or even like uh, late 1700s, early 1800s in uh, Florida. Well, I guess uh, South Carolina and Georgia, they headed south into Florida for right. freedom. So there were multiple routes, and I guess, though, when you hear the term Underground Railroad, then you think of this process or these groups of safe houses, mm-hmm. and so kind of why I guess I gravitated that towards that direction. And then also growing up in Indiana as well, I wanted to kind of highlight my state and what uh, people that had lived there had, had done for people. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, just a, it's a beautiful book. Janine and you know as you as you mentioned you know at the beginning I mean it's not just photographs in this book you've got a lot of uh, documents and, and good information and, and quotes um, and so you know if you're interested in the in the history um, you'll find that in Janine's book as well as the beautiful photographs that really put you there that makes you feel like you're a part I mean you know the pictures at night in the in the, in the woods Janine I was just imagining that I was running and that I was uh, you know afraid. And, you know, it, it, it was real. I mean, it really made think back um, to, you know, what some of the, uh, in my case, you know, maybe made some of my ancestors maybe, you know, experience um, going along um, those routes and those trails. And I'm here with Janine McNabales. She is a Dallas-based photographer, and she wrote and photographed <laughs> this excellent book called Through Darkness to Light photographs along the Underground Railroad, and it is brought to us by our friends at Princeton Architectural Press. So you definitely want to go and check that out, and you can learn more about Janine if you go to our New Books Network page, the African American Studies channel, and you can click right on the blog post there, and you can see all the great information about Janine and her book, and you can click right through there and purchase her book, 
through our partner Amazon.com. Right, and Janine, I'm sure you have no problem with that. You would love for people to pick up your book and and look at these lovely pictures. I, I guess I think um, I, we were hoping the publisher and I that it would appeal to a, a wide group of uh, I guess different disciplines because mm-hmm. when you have a, a photography monograph, it's it's other photographers that purchase that. <laughs> um, so. I guess we were hoping that, you know, historians would be interested or, um, you know, just I guess we wanted to have it cross over into all these other disciplines, basically. Well, I think you have a very good chance of that, Janine. One of the ways you can help do that is is being on the African-American Studies channel, the New Books Network, and, and, sh- and sharing your work with our audience. And so new books are not always about just, uh, writings, but um, you know, books and, and and the feelings and what you can learn definitely um, goes over into photography monographs and, and and works of photography, just like Janine mentioned. So definitely uh, check this out, and hopefully you'll get the same feeling that that I did. Um, you know, when you go through and, and read uh, some of the primary source information that she has in here, as well as looking at the uh, the beautiful pictures and photos, beautiful yet sad. And, you know, it really kind of puts you there, you know, in, in, in that experience. Janine, are you familiar with the show Underground that was on uh, WGN America recently that was that was canceled? Because, you know, when I think about your book about the Underground Railroad, I think about that show Underground. Yes, um, I was very disappointed to see that it had been canceled. Um, I definitely was following the show and following uh, their Instagram posts as well. And uh, I LA Times had done, I guess, an article on all of, all of us that were working on the Underground Railroad projects at the okay. same time. And interestingly enough, but none of us were quite aware that the other ones were doing it. <laughs> it was the you know WGN Network, the Underground Railroad, and there's a, a Broadway play or an off-Broadway play, and you know my work. So there were quite a few things going on at the same time. So, right. well, maybe someone else will pick up that um, that show, uh, but if not, it, it at least visualize just like your book does. You know, it visualized for people that experience that they may not have, you know, really been able to kind of see. It's one thing to, you know, to read about it in your history class like I did and you did and to actually see those places or to feel like you are experiencing, uh, you know, what those brave souls uh, were experiencing when they were, you know, on the way to freedom. Um, So, you know, if if someone's out there very wealthy and you're listening and you have your own um, cable channel or broadcast platform, pick up that show so Janine and I can continue watching. We would, <laughs> it, we would greatly uh, appreciate that. Maybe one of these rich Texans, Janine, here can um, in Houston or Dallas can, can, can fund uh, continuing that show. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It would be. So Janine, let's let's talk about you know some of what you you know what you have in here. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the book, you know, you 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 kind of exposed the audience if they weren't already familiar with uh, uh, the history of the Underground Railroad. You have some some other writers in here helping you, you know, with that. And then that's part one. Um, and then you get into the uh, the photographic essay. That's that's part two. And you know, is the the great bulk of the book. Are there any particular um, 
photographs or, or experiences or, or things from the book that you want to share with the audience that they should look out for when they get your book or, or look for it? Well, um, I think when I, part one, I think is, is very interesting because I think there's an introduction by myself that mm-hmm. kind of discusses why I was drawn to the topic and gives a little bit of the history, which we've kind of already gone sure. over. Right. And the foreword is by a noted civil rights activist, Andrew Young. Yes. Um, and so uh, I, I, I feel extremely lucky to have gotten right. with him on the phone. Um, he was quoting uh, civil rights songs and lyrics, singing them over the phone. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was a fascinating conversation. Tack Sharp at 84 years of age, an amazing, amazing gentleman. And so, but it, it was really interesting how he was definitely tying the spirituals and how they had taken that, those thoughts and ideas and lyrics and transformed them and used them in the civil rights movement. Right. And then how that has been carried on into uh, songs and rap music today. Oh, yes. And, um, and just that whole sense of, 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 I guess, being a sense of your own self and being able to convey that. Right. And um, so I, I just, I liked how that kind of, the history wove through to come to land on today and how we're, you know, still dealing with some of these repercussions today. And, mm-hmm. and he touched on that topic. So I thought that was very, very enlightening. And then also um, Fergus Bordowitz mm-hmm. and uh, Robert Darden and Eric, da- Eric Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm all wrote essays for the book. Uh, Fergus Borjewicz basically covered off on the history of the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote Bound for Canaan, which is a popular historic book on the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Darden has written a couple books on African-American spirituals. And so okay. that's the topic that he covered off on. And then Eric Jackson has uh, written several, uh, I guess, several books, co-authored one, and then wrote another one on the Underground Railroad. And then Mm -hmm. he's also written a couple of essays. And um, I kind of look to him to, I guess, give us some uh, stories, I guess, of his And so he covered off on Frederick Douglass, obviously very famous escape. And then also... um, and, you know, another that were more, I guess, regionally tied to the path that I documented. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, and as I mentioned earlier, you're getting more than just photos and a photographic essay um, in, in, in Through the Darkness to Light. I mean, those are some um, action-packed, uh, high-powered scholars there that, that you have, Janine. So kudos to you and, and you know, and getting them um, you know, gathered together and collected in, 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 in your book. Um, so that's that's great. And so for those of you who are familiar with their scholarship or if you're not, I mean, you can learn a little bit about the, the Underground Railroad, as I mentioned earlier, visually from Janine's work, but also, you know, in those essays that, they, that they've written there in, in part one. And so, you know, very, very good job there. And, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm so excited to share this book with the audience because I really want them to, 
you know, get into something like this and, and understand that there is information out there. You know, the Underground Railroad was a secretive process. And, you know, like you mentioned, Dean, we're, we're just now getting some of that information. And, you know, it's hard to, you know, anything that's supposed to be secret is going to be hard even, <laughs> you know, years later to, you know, to find some of that information. But there is information that, that's out there. And the visual piece is very, very important. So through darkness to light, photographs along the Underground Railroad. A photographic essay by Janine Mickna Bells. And as she mentioned, with a forward by Andrew J. Young, a name that many people who are uh, listening should be familiar with, a uh, civil rights icon in, in his own right. So, so what about some of the pictures, Janine? This, this picture on the cover, you know, really kind of, you know, struck with me. I'm a country boy. I, you know, I'm from uh, rural North Carolina, so I used to be out at night and see the stars like, like this. Luckily for me, I wasn't running from anyone other than my, my father and my mother, <laughs> but <laughs> that's a whole story for another day. Um, but, you know, it, it really kind of, you know, struck with me, stuck with me, and it, it kind of put me back, as I said, in, in that mindset. So can you maybe tell us about that cover photo and why you chose that one to, to yes, be featured? Definitely. And I guess the whole process of choosing the locations to photograph and, and, and why certain areas and all of that solely went back to the research. Mm -hmm. And um, so kind of from that research, I figured out that they traveled roughly 20 miles per night. And wow. um, they were resting during the day. Obviously, um, some of the terrain was more rugged than other terrain, so they didn't get 20 miles in one night. Or um, when they were for, further north, maybe they had they were escorted from one station to the next, so they got further than the 20 miles. Okay. So um, I tried to use that as a rough framework to photograph within, and so that's kind of where the title of the project came from mm -hmm. as well because they were moving at night right. and really wouldn't have felt safe to move around during the daytime until they were actually in a place that they felt safe and was free. And um, I get a lot of people asking me about, well, I always thought that they just went up north and that they were safe. And uh, that was the case sometimes, like, for instance, Frederick Douglass, mm -hmm. um, in the end, though, he did have to be granted his freedom in order to not be threatened of being kidnapped. Um, and then uh, there, there were two different Fugitive Slaves Acts that were passed. There was an original one in 1793, and then the second one was passed as a part of the Missouri Compromise in 1850. And that was, um, if you look at the newspapers in the... I guess, minutes from the anti-slavery societies mm -hmm. uh, in the 1840s versus the 1850s, there's a huge shift in what they were willing to say mm. between time periods because of that Fugitive Slave Act being passed. And if people aren't familiar with that, um, that actually made it, uh, I guess, a legal requirement to return uh, freedom seekers to their owners. Mm -hmm. uh, so there were quite a few uh, people in Indiana that were jailed and or killed for helping. And um, wow. Seth Conklin was murdered and thrown into the Ohio River for trying to uh, help a family escape. Mm -hmm. um, another 
I guess, helper. Uh, he was, because uh, he was in southern Indiana, so the Ohio River kind of separated Ohio from Kentucky. Right. And Kentucky was not necessarily a southern state, but it was a border state, so they mm-hmm. kind of did side with the south. And all they had, all that anybody had to do, the slave catchers or the slave owners, is cross the Ohio River and they would burn houses. They would even, if they caught somebody, they would take them back and throw them in jail in Kentucky. Mm. And one one gentleman spent 17 years in the jail doing hard labor. And the day that he was supposed to be released, they found him murdered in his cell. Oh, my gosh. Such stories. So, so sad to hear. And when you were mentioning like this with the slave catchers and things like that, you know, it brought in mind to me of the uh, 12 Years of Slave movie and, you know, Solomon (laughs) Northrop and the fact that you didn't even have to be a fugitive slave sometimes. You know, they could just go and catch you and bring you back, you know, for money, you know, if you were a a free man. So, you know, that was a whole other, uh, you know, situation that people had to, you know, had to deal with. Wow, and that's a sad story. Seventeen years and 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 killed in his cell, um, the day he was supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, let go. Wow, just for helping people to gain their freedom. Hmm. Yeah, is there? I kind of, I guess that makes. I think that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to this story because you had so many different players. Mm-hmm. Uh, united together you know because the underground railroad is america's first civil rights movement right and so um it blurred uh racial lines it blurred uh socioeconomic lines um gender lines Mm -hmm. and so you know it was this diverse group of people working together and so i guess i kind of feel like in this this part of our shared history in our country, uh, you know, the country was so polarized back then. And I almost feel like we're finding ourselves in another polarizing time. And so I'm kind of hoping that we can look to the history and see that there was a way for us to work together and they did work together and Mm -hmm. they accomplished this huge feat so, so can we use that to, I guess, deal with our, our country today? All right. Find a way to work through our challenges about working together. All right. Look into the past to a time that was also very difficult and challenging, and they found a way to come together. So maybe we can, too. I think that's a, a noble feat there, Janine, and definitely your book if people go in and, and look at it and and. and learn from it and do some of the research and, and, you know, start with your book and then move beyond that. Maybe it can definitely start some conversation. You know, uh, a young lady like yourself from Indiana or a young man like myself from North Carolina, you know, kind of different areas. Um, and now we both ended up in Texas. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've kind of seen all different aspects of, uh, of these struggles. Um, so, you know, hopefully people will, will learn from your work. And what work is that? Through darkness to light, because that's when they traveled. The Underground Railroad, right? Photographs along the Underground Railroad. And we're talking with the the author and the photographer, Janine McNabales. And her book is published by Princeton Architectural Press. And thank you so much, Janine, for taking some time with us. I don't want to 
spend all day with you. I know you're still recovering from from some some recent health challenges you had, and you've got a dog somewhere there that probably is going to want some attention from mommy here pretty soon. But if you don't mind, Janine, maybe you can share with uh, our audience before you go uh, some of your your current work or where your work will be featured or any travels that you have or any future projects that you have you working on. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me. This has been a wonderful conversation. Um, and I did want to, there's one thing that I wanted to, I guess, cover off on the book real fast. Oh, absolutely. I, Go ahead. Um, I, you mentioned conversations, and mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things that I think my work is about, is, right. is, is getting people to discuss these topics. And, and some of these topics are things that a lot of people have been unwilling to discuss, and especially mm. in mixed company. <laughs> and so kind of the reason that I have all of these quotes and information spread throughout the photographs of mm-hmm. the book is that I wanted to bring the voices of these participants back to life and, and let people know from their words, what these people were thinking at this time period. Uh, right. And so I definitely wanted to, to cover off on that. And then um, as far as, I guess, upcoming uh, I, exhibitions, currently uh, Through Darkness to Light is, mm-hmm. the, is on view at the Jefferson School African American Heritage Center in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia through okay. June 30th. Uh, that was part of the 2017 Virginia Festival of the Book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is also on view at Photo Eye Bookstore and Project Space in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Wow. I believe that is through July 15th. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there is a traveling exhibition that will be, I guess it launched in Evanston, Illinois in uh, January of this year, and it will travel to various uh, venues across the U.S. for five years. And wow. it will open up this Friday in St. Louis at the Griot Museum of Black City. Wow. So I will actually be uh, leaving for St. Louis later this week, and I'll be giving an artist talk and doing a book signing on the Friday night. And then we have a family day planned on Saturday where we're going to do, I guess, some crafts together as, as a group of people based on the Underground Railroad. So I think we're going to do some Freedom Lanterns and some other things. Oh, that sounds awesome, Jane. We're going to have to get you, we're going to get you to Houston. I don't know, you are, you may already be on a, the tour may already be set to come through Houston, but if not, we'll have to get you to Houston and work with some of the students we have, young people we have here. That would be wonderful. I, I enjoy, um, I guess, younger people and their enthusiasm for learning and, and as art especially. And so, yes, that would be wonderful. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more offline. <laughs> but, but if you're doing all that traveling, I got to get you to Houston too, Janine. Come on now, you, you you up there in Dallas, we can get you down here to Houston. It's not that far at all. <laughs> it's not that far at all. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing you know that information. So fo- hopefully, some of the listeners in some of those different areas of the country um, can maybe come out to meet you or, or see some of your work, and and they can check that tour, the fi- the five year tour. And, you know, you'll be coming around. So don't be surprised if someone says, "I heard you on the New Books Network, Janine." It may happen sooner rather than um, later. And I guess if, if there's a website that maybe you want to share or some other social media presence. 
Yes, um, if you, my website itself is jmbalesphotography.com, okay. and on that site uh, is an exhibitions page, and if you're to go to that page, it will list, uh, I guess, all of the venues that are currently booked for that mm-hmm. traveling exhibition. Excellent. The dates, rough dates, because, uh, you know, obviously it's traveling between spaces, so... Okay. And, and um yeah, and then I also have some of my other work up on that website as well. Uh, that I'm so another project that I'm working on is on fallout shelters. Oh wow! Examining uh, the America's reaction to the Cold War through these architectural spaces. Mm. So when I'm in St. Louis, I'm going to be working on that as well, and then uh, doing some research for that, and then I uh, hope to get that project finished up in the next, I guess, I was aiming for the end of the year, but we'll see. <laughs> I started working on it at the beginning of 2013. Wow. Uh, and then I would like to eventually have that be a, another book, mm-hmm. you know, more historical information, and then also have that be a traveling, traveling exhibition as well. That sounds awesome, yeah. We'll have to get you back for that one too, Janine. Come on now, you, we can... We can. <laughs> Get you get you back on air for that one as well. That sounds great. Good luck to you with with that. I can't wait to see the finished product on that. Maybe you can give me like a sneak peek. I can see some of the some of your current um, you know stuff. We'll talk about that another time too. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds that sounds really you know great because I, I definitely have an interest in some of those Cold War things as well and those and those fallout shelters, bomb shelters, and and, and such. And again, just for to repeat for people who are listening, J M Bales Photography, right? That's the website. Photography.com. Okay. com, and you can you can see Janine's work there, and um, you know you can have find some information about where she's going to be appearing, where her work is going to be appearing, and and so on and 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 so forth. All right. Well, awesome, Janine Mickna Bales. I did very well, Janine. I I didn't tear up your uh, name <laughs> at all this entire interview. So yay for me, right, Janine Mickna Bales. <laughs> Through Darkness to Light, photographs along the Underground Railroad brought to us by our friends at the Princeton Architectural Press. Janine, thank you so much for spending some time with us today on the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel. And uh, we'll be hoping to hear from you soon with your next work. And, you know, again, I appreciate so much you taking the time with us. And thank you for doing that good work and helping to start these conversations, Janine. I mean, this is very important work. And truly, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate the things that you're doing. You're using your skills there to help people and bring people together and inform them. And so thank you so much for doing that. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me on the show, James. Oh, it's my pleasure. So on that note, we're going to turn Janine loose and let her enjoy her Monday. But before we do that, Janine, if you could say goodbye to everyone on the New Books Network. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right. And thank you so much for taking some time with us, Janine. And thank you all for listening to the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel. I'm your host, James Stansel. And as always, peace and love. And we'll catch you next time. Stay tuned. All right. We're back on the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel. I'm your host, James Stansel. And I just finished up with Janine McNabales the author of Through Darkness to Light, Photographs Along the Underground Railroad. Thank you so much, Janine, for taking some time with us. I really enjoyed talking with you. And again, I encourage everyone, check her book out. And she's going to be going on tour all around the country 
Um, her her work is going to be displayed in different locations, and you can go to her website, jmbellsphotography.com, to see when she's going to be coming to your area. She's a great person to talk to, and she's done some great work with these photographs along the Underground Railroad. So on that note, we'll see you next time. Thank you again, Janine, and thank you all for listening to the African American Studies channel of the New Books Network. I'm your host, James Stansel. Peace and love.